This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Let's start with this story that we've focused on a lot this mm-hmm. week, and that's the encampment on Hastings Street. Um, approximately 400 people, it's been estimated, been living down there. We yeah. saw the Vancouver Fire Chief issue that order to remove tents and structures because of a fire hazard. Clashes with police this week. A lot of tents still down there. Mm-hmm. So, difficult situation. We started the show today with uh, Adam Olson, the Green Party MLA, saying this is a humanitarian crisis. Something urgently well, needs to be done. Something. What do you do, though? No one, no one has had a solution to this. Uh, I'll bravely predict that these people who are living there, once they're cleared out, will relocate somewhere else. And it's going to be at a different In neighborhood. A tent, like a tent city somewhere else. Another tent city somewhere else, or a neighborhood, or a parking lot, or whatever. I mean, they have to have a place to live. Uh, so it's... Uh, it's an intractable, unsolvable problem as far as I can see. No one's had a solution here. Everybody said build more housing. Well, okay, build more housing. That doesn't necessarily end these encampments. And we're seeing them at other locations. We, we've had this ongoing situation in Victoria we've, where we had a tent city some time ago. Those people have dispersed, but there's still pockets of encampments around Victoria in some Park City Streets, uh, Pandora Street here in Victoria is uh, basically the homeless camp uh, in the capital city, nowhere near as big as the downtown east side. But you just can't suddenly um, displace these people without them relocating somewhere else. And no one, again, no politician has offered up a solution. Yeah, and uh, Adam Olson was ripping into the B.C. government on, the, on that point this morning, saying, you know, where is John Horgan? Where is Eby? Where, is, where are all these cabinet ministers? But what is the solution? What do you well, expect? I, well, I asked, well, I asked him that, and he said, I, "He said, well, maybe there should be a, a temporary government-sanctioned tent city set well, up." Um, is that the Green Party's position now to have a, a government-sanctified, certified um, tent city? Was that? Is there any other option? I mean, I'm not. Sure. I don't know. Kasari Govender, who is BC's Human Rights Commissioner, essentially said the same thing to me here yesterday on the show when when she said that she makes the argument that. Moving people along on Hastings Street and taking down their tents, she says, is illegal. Illegal under international human rights law. Let me play a clip here for you and get your thoughts here. So this is the BC Human Rights Commissioner, Kasari Govender, on yesterday's show. Have a listen. The eviction of people, the dismantling of their homes without adequate consultation on on the process as a whole, on where people are going, um, and without adequate housing options or even shelter available, and we're saying that is contrary to human rights law. Okay, so she says this is illegal. What they're well, doing. it's not a criminal code offense. It's, it's international. It's, she talking, cites international human rights convention. Yeah, and that's just some. I mean, the former Liberal government was found guilty of a couple of international rights. Uh, violations when it came to labor. It had absolutely no impact or no enforcement. So it's kind of a meaningless argument, I think, and it's not going to certainly have much impact on the She also on said, you know, you heard her make a point there is that there hasn't been adequate consultation with the people involved. And I, well, you know, that order from the fire chief came out two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, what is adequate consultation? I mean, people were asked to move and they didn't move. Exactly. They were given two weeks to move. It happened here in Victoria where we had the encampment behind the courthouse, if you yeah. recall, a couple years ago, where it just went on and on and on. It was impossible to deal with the encampment because there was no one, it wasn't a committee uh, or a structure or a spokesperson. It was just everyone for themselves. So in terms of consultation, I'm not sure who you consult with because, uh, again, there's no leadership. The other thing is there's no housing to put anyone. So, no. you know, BC Housing put out a statement this week. Don't look at us. Don't we don't have us. any housing. The city has said we've got no housing. So there is no housing for to, for these 400 people to move into. So, and so where are they going to go? Yeah, that's They're going to go somewhere. Yeah. And now they may not all go uh, en masse as one group. And that's what we saw in Victoria. Not everyone moved to the same location. Yeah. That encampment behind the courthouse, some people went to Pandora. Some people went to a, sort of a mini tent city along Highway 1. Just on the outskirts of town, others went uh, into various parks, but it wasn't one community. And it'll be interesting to see if that happens with the downtown okay. side group. Okay, we continue to follow that one. Let's take a look at the drama with the search of Mar-a-Lago and, and Donald Trump. Oh, now, boy. It's interesting that yesterday we heard from they had a lot of developments on this yesterday. So we had the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, come out and make some comments. And mm-hmm. let's listen to what he had to say. Here's the U.S. Attorney General. The search warrant was authorized by a federal court upon the required finding of probable cause. I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. He then went on to reveal that they are making an application for the search warrant to be unsealed. unsealed. Okay. Yeah. And Trump... He has until noon today to oppose it, but he's been saying he's not going to oppose the unsealing of it. Right. So he put out a statement last night saying, I'm not going to oppose it. So do we get the search warrant today? And also the inventory list of what was taken. Presumably, that's the expectation. Sometime this afternoon, we may get the actual contents. It's already been reported by Washington Post and New York Times that among the things in there was the search for documents relating to nuclear weapons, which caught everyone off guard or certainly turned the the conversation in a new direction here. New York Times reporting that uh, senior Republicans telling uh, party members, cool it in terms of condemning the FBI and the Department of Justice. You don't know what's in these things. It could come back and, and bite you here. But there's still a lot of Republican leadership for doubling down and backing Trump right to the hilt. It's hard to think of more sensitive classified documents than nuclear nuclear weapons secrets being yeah. kept what, at Mar-a-Lago. In a golf resort. Yeah. You know, when you've got Saudi Arabian officials visiting, when you've got Trump being accused of being conspiring with Russia on various matters, and suddenly nuclear weapons enters the debate, yeah. I think that's caught a lot of Americans off guard. Yeah, especially after, um, you know, members of Trump Trump's family in the early days of this were saying, well, well hang on, this is a guy who likes to do scrapbooking. You know, he, he saves photos and newspaper clippings, and, and he took that stuff with him back to Mar-a-Lago. Like, why are they doing this just because the guy's got some scrapbooks? <laughs> Hang on a minute here. There's nuclear weapons. Nuclear secret. weapon scrapbooks. Yeah. Everyone like, likes those things. Yeah, no, this is it's a bizarre story. It's a very troubling one, and I'll tell you, that, that country is on edge. I mean, yeah. that we often talked about they've never stopped fighting the Civil War. Well, the Civil War, is, it, it seems to be ratcheting up to a whole different level. Well, you saw the FBI shot a, shot a guy dead. The, uh, was it this a guy week? trying to storm the yeah. F, F, an armed intruder trying to go after the FBI. Yeah. Um, we had a, a January 6th protesters yesterday sentenced to seven years in jail. Uh, he said in his statement to the court that he was misled by conspiracy theories. 
um, which again relating to Trump. So it's a it's a poisonous atmosphere down. Okay, there. what we need is I think as much disclosure as possible mm-hmm. to find out what exactly precisely is going Hopefully on. Hopefully, we get that today. Yeah. Now let's have a listen to this. Now this is Donald Trump's lawyer, Christina Bob, who was at Mar-a-Lago when the search was going on, and she's asked straight up here. Does this have to do with nuclear weapons documents stored at Mar-a-Lago? And here is the answer of Trump's lawyer. I have not specifically spoken to the president about what nuclear uh, materials may or may not have been in there. I do not believe there were any in there. The legal team had done a very thorough search and had turned over. We've been very cooperative with uh, the Biden administration and the DOJ and turned over everything that we found that we had. So it's my understanding on very good belief based on a thorough investigation that there was nothing there. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, I was not quite a, a strong denial there. Just from what she knows, she doesn't see anything. But again, I assume the Washington Post and New York Times are quoting sources in the Department of Justice who have firsthand familiarity with the contents of that search warrant. So it'll be interesting what comes out today. I think uh, likely there will be some documents that relate to nuclear weapons. But what exactly those documents are, who knows? I mean, is it, is it a password reference? But they are classified, though, and it is a crime to keep classified material if you don't have clearance, uh, and that can be a very serious crime under United States statutes. I thought it was an interesting move by the attorney general down there to, after a few days after this whole thing had blown up, to say, like, okay, we're, we are we do not oppose the release of these search warrants. And it sort of puts the reverse onus, the pressure on Trump. Oh, they threw the and, ball and back in Trump's lot, court. And a lot of these Republicans are saying that, you know, this was a setup. This yep. was, a, you know. Uh, they're going after they're going after Trump for political reasons. Okay, well let's let's see the documents. Garland here. doubled down here through the ball in Trump's court, yeah. uh, and I think uh, surprised a lot of people when he made this move. So, if it comes out today that there was indeed the situation of Trump hanging on to classified documents containing information about sensitive nuclear weapons in a in a golf resort, yeah. uh, that's problematic to say the least. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. All right, it's Paul Drees B. The phone lines are open, 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. James and Comox. Hi, James, go ahead. Hi. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole Trump thing is so dirty. I mean, first you got the the, the judge that approved the, the whole, the whole uh, charge in the first place, the raid, is a former Epstein attorney, uh, number one. Number two... He went during the raid. They wouldn't let the lawyer for Trump stay on the premises, which is illegal. Number three, uh, they wouldn't uh, give a copy of the search warrant to the lawyer. They actually have petitioned the court separately from what's going on today to get a copy of what it was they were searching for. And then as well, the FBI wanted all the cameras turned off while they were searching his so property. You th- so, you, so you think it's a setup, right? Like this is some sort well, of deep, exactly. dark conspiracy? Well, exactly. Inv- involving involving the highest levels of the justice system in the United States is that is well, welcome to your conspiracy theory. Think about it. Think about it this way: when you yeah. say the words "nuclear documents," I mean that's pretty darn big, right? I mean, what are we talking about, right? Uh, but it is uh, it, it makes perfect sense. I mean, these guys don't follow the rules. 
why would you turn off the cameras? Why would you say to people, turn off the cameras in your own property? when you're doing- I, Well, you know, this is, this is where, like, you know, every time, no matter what happens, there's going to be a, a conspiracy theory. Like, you know, I, I wait, waiting for the arguments, and they've already been made, that the FBI planted documents or they no evidence evidence. to back any of these conspiracy theories up but here's one thing like the caller said well okay when you talk about these are nuclear weapon documents well what does that mean are we talking about the launch codes are we talking like well we don't know that's why we're waiting for the documents to be unsealed but the problem is even if the stuff these the search warrant and and the inventory is unsealed today we still might not know because it may not not be detailed but again the caller's you know conspiracy theories uh are just that they're theories they're not true Let's go to Bill in the Noose Bay. Hi, Bill. Go ahead. Uh, good, good morning. Hey, I grew up in Vancouver and uh, come back and visit Mom. And it'd be nice to hear some things about Vancouver and the province on your talk show rather than Trump, 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 Trump. Because let's face it, you both live in Victoria. You've never been national reporters. You never worked in the States. And I can get all the information you talk about on Twitter. But what about the houses being built in Lytton? Um, what about the MPs being spied on? It's just be nice to uh, hear some Canadians. All that all that gets covered on CKNW on a regular basis. Yeah, I don't know if you listen every day, but we cover a, a lot of that. Like you know, the focus, the primary tons focus of reports is, on Lytton. Yeah, the, the primary focus of the show this week, is, I think, has been the situation in downtown Vancouver with this yeah. uh, this tent city. Well, now, we like to spice it up a bit with some international. Stuff I mean, we do follow we do follow international stories. You know, we do follow what's going on with with Trump because we think there's a I think there's a lot of interest in that, yep. and, and it's and it's relevant. A lot of people are talking about what's going yeah. on in the states. It's very relevant to Canada for sure. Now. You know, if you know the caller is more interested in domestic stuff, I get that. Now, it, you know, we t- we were just talking off air about Kevin Falcon, the BC Liberal leader, and his emphasis this week on maybe they should reopen Riverview. Maybe that's the answer to the turmoil we're well, seeing. That's I think you should have Kevin Falcon back on and yeah. sort of explore that issue because I I do th- if he wants to make that a centerpiece of. Uh, of their uh, election platform. It's going to be very interesting to see where the public lands on an issue like that. Paul in Port Moody. Hi, Paul. Go ahead. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, well, this next caller is not going to like me too much, but it, it is about Trump. Uh, you know, Trump once said, "I can't." you know, it's unbelievable a presidential candidate could say this, but he said he could murder somebody on the street and nothing could happen. This mm-hmm. is his mentality. And, and the people that follow him Will, will go down with him no matter what. There's nothing you could do. And the problem is, is Biden is too old to run again, and so they're going to put up a rookie candidate. Get your popcorn ready, because the world is going to be a different place in 2024 when Trump wins against a rookie candidate. Yeah, well, the, the Biden question is bedeviling the Democrats. I mean, there's a lot of uh, Democrats, uh, senior people in the party, do not want Biden to seek the uh, nomination. They want someone else. But no obvious alternative has emerged. And by, it looks like right now it's still Biden. Beto, so, Beto O'Rourke is getting a lot of attention. Beto O'Rourke, is, uh, he's all over Twitter today. Uh, he's sort of the darling of uh, a group of that party. But, again, that's uh, as much as Trump is a problem for the Republicans, Biden seems to be a problem for the Democrats as well. Well, I think what this has shown, too, this week as well is just how much of a grip that Trump continues to hold on this party when you have mm-hmm. people who are willing to defend him at, at every turn 
Yep. Um, even no matter what we find out. I mean, even after this revelation, or hopefully, hopefully, like you said, we get more details about what precisely these documents are about. There will still be people. There will still be people who will defend him. Oh, there will be people to defend him no matter if these documents yeah. say he was going to give the launch codes to the Russians. I mean, yeah. those, those, he'll still have his defenders, no question. Yeah, yeah, but I think I don't think Trump can win again. I don't think he I don't can win think an election. so. I don't think he can win an election. I think he can win the nomination, yeah. but uh, that's not a slam dunk either. Uh, but uh, again, Joe Biden, bit of a wild card here as well. Okay, Keith, thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. Right, we'll talk to you in a couple weeks.